Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So my one of my friends said that her friend was at a music concert, a music festival, and there was a girl that claimed to be an alien that she was talking to. And she's like, she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm an alien. She's like, yeah, right. And then she shapeshifted into something very uh, indistinguishable, like where... Like a coffee table? No, like something that we don't have never seen, indistinguishable. It's I've like, never seen it's someone not, turn into a coffee table. No, but like it's, she turned into something that we've never seen before. So like I can't oh, even shit. explain. So then she said that she just did it really quickly and then turned back and was like, no one will believe you basically. And then the girl was like, why do you even come here? And she said that it was like a vacation for them. And welcome to Shit They Don't Tell You, a podcast. Yes, that was actually the correct title of our podcast. Is so, it called a podcast in the... Shit they don't tell you. It's called a podcast? It, no, that's a, that's what it is, but it's not... Yes. Yes, good job. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Steve Green, and today I'm joined by my wife, Nikki Limo, as I usually am. Yes, because I'm the co-host of this podcast. But today, most importantly, shout out to, by the way, a lot of you out there, Melanie from JK loves when we talk about this particular topic. Thanks, Melanie. Um, she's yeah, she's one of our Patreon supporters. She's one of the JK Patreon supporters. He, by the way, nothing helps the show more than you guys being on the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash sticky. S-T-I-K-K-I. Um, helps out so much as we, you know, deal with a world where advertisers are drying up. They are drying, drying up. up. Yeah, those advertisers. They need to put some lotion on their skin. They need to move out of the state of Nevada, I'll tell you that. That is <laughs> it's pretty hot during the summer. No, so today. Most importantly, we're talking about the UFO whistleblower, as we have we as we have been discussing. Yes, his name is David Grouch. But most importantly, the things that Bob Lazar, right? In my opinion, the first whistleblower, mm -hmm. um, discussed more than thirty years ago, and how those two things have lined up over the many decades yeah. since Bob Lazar broke this story. I'm glad you're doing this topic because every time we mention Bob Lazar, there's always like a few people in the comments that are like, oh, he's a, you know, phony or, you know, he's a quack, uh -huh. uh, instant, like, instant turn off this podcast because Bob Lazar. But, you know, it's weird because for as much as people say that, there's a lot that he said way back when, when he didn't have to say anything and it's lined up with things that are coming out now, as well as that he didn't make a dime off of any of that. So so far that we know, right? Like as far as we know, he hasn't had a lavish lifestyle because of the ufology. Yes. Right. And but you um, never try to be like an expert at a convention or anything nope, like that. Never change the story. That's why I like him. I like him too. Look, we'll be honest with our biases. We like Bob Lazar. Yeah, I am biased towards liking I him. I am too. But it's because I don't see any signs of what would be a motivation to just be a scammer like what does he get out of it i mean look you could argue right that he just wanted to fuck with everybody and i get that i'm a troll right i like you i understand a, a level of, of of a human being where you could get to where you're like maybe if i mess with everybody yeah and they're just going to believe me yeah and they're going to carry my lie forward i can see that yeah i guess i can get there i know people like that but he doesn't show any other signs of trollish behavior like normally with that type of person yeah, they can't they, they just can't it. you know they like can't help it. you can't help it i can't help it you I go enjoy to every it. single show and you're you're a troll it. you know yeah. like so and there's a little smirk behind the eyes every time and there's no smirk behind his eyes so i don't know i think that that's not fair i think it's pretty good that he hasn't changed the story in 30 years 
although he did submit himself back then to multiple lie detector tests and it was found to be inconclusive, some of the lie detector tests came back that he was truthful. Some of them came back inconclusive. And so... But none of them came back liar, liar, pants on fire. Well, inconclusive kind of infers that, but it was never like just set in stone. And I honestly think too, the subject matter made it so wild for anyone who wanted to remain credible in their field yeah. to just clear Bob Lazar and say, yeah, he's telling the truth for about sure. all this crazy I get, shit. I get the motives for people not like confirming just him. To, and just, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, As a, I'm a bad host right now. Um, Bob Lazar came out in the 1980s and said that he had been part of a special program. So what they would do is they would basically take, you know, um, scientists and then um, for, for Bob, in Bob Lazar's case, he was sort of like a, a guy, a physicist who got hired by, he claims, Los Alamos National Labs, where he met um, one of the biggest scientists like ever at the time, named Richard Teller, one of the one of the many uh, fathers of the atomic bomb, and and I think his name is Edward Teller. Edward Teller tells him like, "Hey, you you built the rocket car," or Bob Lazar goes, "Hey, I, I built the rocket car from the newspaper that you're reading right now." And then Edward Teller goes, "Oh, you should, um, you should get a hold of me. We, we, you know, we could talk about some things." And then Mr. Teller gets Bob Lazar into this program, which, you know, he so coming from Los Alamos, he claims he joins this program, and he is taken to Area Fifty One. What they would do is they would take you on what they called the Janet flights, mm-hmm. and these they still exist. You you see um, many flyers in Las Vegas talking about them. There are these planes. And they're like puddle jumper planes that are like small propeller planes uh-huh. with red stripes on them. They're called the Janet Flights. And they take um, employees from here in Nevada, right? The the Harry Reid now. It here, was McCarran. You mean Las Vegas? Yeah, Las, ne- Las Vegas. Nevada's a pretty big state. Thank you. To um, Groom Lake and the Area 51 facility where he says that he was taken from there to buses with blacked out windows and then driven about 10 to 15 miles north of there, he thinks, to an area called S4, where he was taken to a facility that, you know, it almost had like an incline to it, like when you were outside of it, it has like a a grade to it, and the it's, it's, it's painted in such a way where it blends into the mountainside. Mm-hmm. That's what he claims, right? So then he goes in there, and he says that the hangars were open, so there's a hangar that he he enters, and there's like many many bay doors going all the way down, and he says that he is treated to the sight of like nine different UFO craft, and he immediately just thinks, oh, this is what everyone thinks they've been seeing. Mm, like whenever mm-hmm. they they're saying a bunch of bullshit about UFOs like and aliens, people thought it was aliens, but it's actually eh, it's just us. us. Yeah. It's us. And then he he actually while he's walking by. The, the most famous Bob Lazar craft, he calls it the sport model. It's the cleanest looking craft, the most complete craft, because some of the craft had, in fact, been destroyed. Like, some of them looked like they had just taken impact from a projectile. And so, this one was clean and working, uh, but he didn't know at the time. So, he just reaches his hand out and touches it. And he gets reprimanded immediately by the guard who was with him, who said, just keep walking forward and don't fucking look at things. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's like a way that they measure temperament or whatever. Maybe it's a bullshit story. But um, he's always stuck with that. I saw this sports model, sport model craft. And then he says that he was treated to a bunch of different documents that talk about how, you know, where these craft originated from so now he's like oh this this isn't us this is from the zeta reticuli star system which is like 15 light years away from where we're at where there are uh planets that orbit a binary star which means like two different stars right Mm -hmm. um a binary star system so so far we haven't seen any extrasolar planets in the zeta reticuli star system at that time no so far we still have we haven't To, to date we haven't um but that doesn't mean they're not there. We don't know. And so catching us up to now, um, Bobzar talked about the propulsion systems. He was um, shown that craft that he had touched earlier, lifting up off the ground, going 40 feet in the air, 
going as high as he could see it go and then coming back down to to the earth and moving at angles that make no sense and leaving no exhaust there's no wind going through it he's around it so he's like this doesn't make any sense for our current physics model he said there was a static charge when the craft was turned on and then lifted and then that sound went away and so and then it's completely silent like so what's the engine right like Mm -hmm. that's the confusing part for his story like it you know it's very weird and then he says it moves in such a way using these things called gravity waves where it kind of the belly of the craft turns towards where it wants to go and then it is almost sucked there mm-hmm. like at, at incredible rates of speed using gravity waves so this is all stuff he's talking about in the 80s yeah and he it uses an element that we didn't have back then called element 115 mm-hmm. now you could have predicted that something like element 115 could exist because the elements the way that they register them on the periodic table you could have just said like well eventually we'll get to 115 mm-hmm. right and but you don't know that they could synthesize a super heavy amount of 115 for a significant amount of time because what they do is they just they throw all these charged particles together right in the in these huge hedron colliders they, they just shove them together and they see what lasts mm-hmm. and element 115 has actually had a staying power that has actually blown scientific minds and it is an ultra heavy element, but it should be because it's element 115 on the periodic table. Right. But then they'd not have a stable isotope for it. They didn't. It. Yeah. And, and now they do. Oh, okay. That's correct. So so that's the biggest uh, advancement. But, you know, someone, a cynic could argue they would have gotten there anyway. But that's not really true because not all these elements have been synthesized. Right. And so. why would he, if, if it's going to get there anyway, why would he cho- choose something that could be proven false? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. So now let's let's talk about Mr. David Grouch, right? A former um, intelligence official who's come forward and basically said, like, hey, he is, by the way, the highest level person that's ever come out and given us the goods on this topic. Yeah. And he is staking his reputation, and there has been um, some pushback. So this past week, the the government leaked his medical records saying that he um basically flunked um a psych test and was like lingering with his security clearance while being like basically a crazy person whatever leaking his medical records yeah yeah and so we don't know what's true or what's not true but that is the current smear against mr grouch coming out on this topic sure and and there is a weird undercurrent over the many many decades uh, that this topic has existed in our in our zeitgeist where military officials are just not going to talk about it mm-hmm. they're just not going to say anything john fucking glenn you know he went to space yeah he said nobody talked to him about about a topic more and that were in the you know the navy or, or air force than this particular topic he said people were kept on beating down the door and like he's credible so like hey can i talk to you about this topic and he said this should be investigated and, you know, I just find it hard to believe that, you know, you, if you don't want something to get out, you don't create a culture where if you even leak anything, you're fucked. Yeah. And so that has permeated throughout the years, right? There was a government program called Project, Project Blue Book where they looked into claims of UFO sightings. And guess what? Project Blue Book said, we looked into all these sightings and we found nothing credible about any of this shit. Mm-hmm. Right? That was like their you know, the cover sheet for the facts that they sent out to the media. Yeah. Right. But let's talk about Mr. Grosh. So he he has come forward. He's saying in a famous News Nation uh, interview that we covered on this show, and you can check out that um, episode if you like. He says, we have been um, retrieving non-human origin technical vehicles, call it spacecraft, if you will, non-human exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. Um, he says that the U.S. is in possession of quite a number of these non-human vehicles. And if you go back to what Bob Lazar says, he's standing in a hangar and he says that nine spacecraft of unknown origin, looking like, looking unlike anything he's ever seen before, were there. Mm-hmm. So Bob Lazar talking about a piece of news that a military official 30 years in the future confirms as true. Right. Wild. If he's making something up. Yeah. I got to say, it's pretty damn good. Um, So another thing, right? So this is Bob Lazar. 
the craft that I worked on, when it's going to travel a long distance, it sort of operates in a way where it puts its belly to the target and then brings all of the amplifiers, the gravity amplifiers, to power. And, you know, it sort of shoots off in that direction. It doesn't fly as it would in a science fiction movie. It flies with the belly, the bottom, forward. And if you fast forward to now, you have Jeremy Corbell, the documentarian who who actually helped break the David Fravor gimbal video. If you remember, we've talked about this many times, but he's part of... Um, He's part of the Black Aces in the Navy, and he's flying a, a jet, and he sees this gimbal UFO. And I say gimbal because it's moving like a gimbal. Like yeah. If you have a gimbal um, that's holding like a tripod with a gimbal on it, you can't believe that it can it can kind of maintain its like the stability the stability yeah. while against certain forces. Like there's almost something else behind it. And so yeah, this is this is a quote. Um, from Jeremy Corbell. He says, in the gimbal video, there's a mechanistic turn against the wind without deceleration. And so we have a craft without rotors, without heat signatures, without plumes, without tail fins, certainly no tail number, moving in a way that is counterintuitive to our aeronautics. Um, When Bob saw it, Bob Lazar, he said it had to be a gravity-propelled craft and that it does mimic the propel uh the propulsion system that he had described mm-hmm. and so when you talk to you know again zooming back to now you talk to david fravor navy pilot for the black aces he says he doesn't believe that what he witnessed was made on the earth and that the propulsion might be anti-gravity but he doesn't know and when bob lazar was shown the Tech Tech video for the first time, it immediately reminded him of the sport model that I mentioned earlier, yeah. which was his name for that craft, right? He says, no question in my mind, that's the way the craft operated. It's the exact same propulsion system. And this isn't crazy because he was describing that propulsion system 30 years ago. Yeah. And he was even saying like when it is moving <clears throat> like at slow speeds, it sort of has a weird wobble to it, mm-hmm. which is now... In UFO lore, we've all seen those movements, but that was back then when, like, when he was, no one had really seen that. Yeah, it's like George Lucas making it up. He's like saying yeah. those lightsabers, and then all of a sudden there's lightsabers everywhere. Yeah, right. It's like kind of like that. It's From, like if we had hoverboards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but but imagine if Robert Zemeckis, yeah, director of Back to the Future, he had hoverboards in this movie, and then all of a sudden hoverboards are made in the same way using the same parts. The right, same, right. You know, it's just same mechanics, same way they filmed them. Mm-hmm. Very lucky if you're going to predict something, I have to say. Right. And if you're going to put your whole reputation on it. Exactly. So if you talk to a guy named Lou Elizondo, we've talked about him before. He's the former director of ATIP, which was a program that didn't fucking exist, right, for many years. ATIP? ATIP. Just a tip. Thank you. Nice. Um, he, you know, he ran this Pentagon group, and they were actually you know, trying to determine the physics of UFOs, how, when we get these sightings, can they achieve the impossible? That was one of his mission statements Mm -hmm. as the director of ATIP. He says that the military came to believe that the craft relied on special meta materials, stuff that can't be made with known technology. And decades ago, that was what Bob Lazar was saying. And that's not that crazy a prediction. Mm -hmm. They're using stuff that we don't even know about, right? But what's wild is that the Pentagon appears to be echoing the same exact thing now, right? The study of UFOs did not end in 1969 with Project Blue Book. That was a lie. And it was an admitted lie by our own Pentagon. This is what Jeremy Corbella is relaying about this particular topic. We are living in a world where it's understood that there are craft technologically advanced from an unknown origin that are performing maneuvers that far exceed human technology and it's been going on a long time, and our government has been studying it. And by the way, a lot of that that I just described is from uh, eight CBS 8 News. They're called the I-Team. They've been doing a lot in the state of Nevada about this particular topic. Like Roswell obviously or- originated around here, and they've been doing a lot for that, so I want to credit to them. But what's fascinating about this is that you have 
the Pentagon, basically saying, yeah, we we made this stuff up. We said that that was closed. We said that we stopped investigating. There's nothing there. But then they keep investigating it. They keep on apportioning funds towards it. Mm -hmm. They keep on using black money to fund this stuff. And then we keep on doing budgets and we can't find what the hell is going on and where the money's going. Mm -hmm. So it's such an unsexy topic that they keep on closing the book on it, but they keep on reopening it and like burying the books even deeper. Right. That's the part that blows my mind, but we're about to go even deeper on this. So if you remember, there was a New York Times article in December of 2017 called Glowing Auras and Black Money, the Pentagon's Mysterious UFO Program. <clears throat> so they, they say, in the $600 billion annual Defense Department budgets, the $22 million spent on the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or ATIP, was almost impossible to find. Now, why? It's a bogus program. They're looking into stuff that's, they're, they're looking into. They're saying it's not real. Yeah. yeah. They're looking at fucking cookies flying through the air and going like, oh, no, it's it's just a, a kid threw a cookie and took a picture of it. Yeah. Right? That actually happened. Like really? stuff like that. Well, they were throwing like the fucking saucers. Mm-hmm. Right? They were taking pictures of flies. Mm-hmm. Right? Stuff like that. And then people going, see, it's debunked, debunked, debunked. But if you want to debunk a topic, you push that to the top of the stack so that everyone ignores what's under it, in my opinion. So, um, and, and and the way that they buried this ATIP program <clears throat> is exactly how the Pentagon wanted it. For years, the program, and, and this is part of, the, part of the New York Times, for years, the program investigated reports of identified flying objects, according to Defense Department officials, interviews with program participants, and records obtained by the New York Times. It was run by a military intelligence official named Louis, Lou Elizondo on the fifth floor of the Pentagon Sea Ring deep within the building's maze. The Defense Department has never before acknowledged the existence of the program, which it says sh- it shut down in 2012. But this program actually, and parts of it, remain classified, right? But it began in 2007. Initially, it was largely funded at the request of Harry Reid, who we've spoken about before as well. The Nevada Democrat, who is the Senate Majority Leader at the time, who long had an interest in space phenomena. Most of the money went to an aerospace research company run by a billionaire entrepreneur and longtime friend of Mr. Reed's named Robert Bigelow, who's currently working with NASA and Tesla, <clears throat> SpaceX, mm-hmm. to produce expandable craft for humans to use in space, inflatable aircraft that they've actually deployed using spacex's dragon program Hmm. so they now have deployable aircraft using inflatable technology that they can use to potentially build space stations or inflatable technology like a like a balloon like a balloon or like a fucking pool toy Hmm. but it's advanced stuff it's like you can withstand a lot more Mm -hmm. and they just deployed one of them using a spacex rocket dragon rocket yeah um like two years ago so it's been successful this guy, Robert Bigelow, is not just a quack. Right. He's not just some asshole. This is the guy that they were giving all this money to. And you know what he says on CBS's 60 Minutes? He said he's absolutely convinced that aliens exist and that UFOs have visited the Earth and they are right under our nose. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, <laughs> we're going to talk about what the hell he meant by that. Yeah. That's so mysterious. That's what I'm saying. And we will be RV. Buy whatever we tell you to buy, but we didn't tell you to buy anything. So support the show. There you go. Patreon.com slash sticky. Thank you. So long segue. (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, 
indoor or outdoor. You can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out a huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blight. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you so much. So when George Knapp, who is a famous Nevada journalist on this particular topic, he broke the Bob Lazar story. You know, Mr. Bigelow, he says this um, to a, a CBS interview lady named Laura Logan. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, they're right under our noses. And this clip gets replayed like hundreds of thousands of times it's right all over the place but nobody asked him what the hell he meant and and george knapp actually had a follow-up interview with him and he says like hey what the hell did you mean by that and i have to say you have parallel dimension go go ahead oh please you think it's parallel dimension stuff maybe so i have to say when it comes to investigative journalism and what i expect and like if I actually had Robert Bigelow on, which I think he's up there now on my list of uh-huh. guests, because he's he's actually a, a Las Vegas local. Yeah. He made his fortune in Las Vegas. He definitely wants to come on shit they don't tell you. I would think he would. But it was very a very unsatisfying and vague answer. Okay. He says that, you know, being quote, he says there's a there's a couple ways to look at this. Quote, from a hardware standpoint, is one way to look at it. So you're seeing craft. Mm-hmm. And you're just going, that exists, I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. He says the others from the presence standpoint of ET or extraterrestrials. A lot of people say whether they're hybrids or some other kind of human lookalike, you can look at them from a lot of different ways. That's a quote. And I don't really quite know what he you means. Can look at other them than from a lot of different ways. He says they're under our noses. Yeah. Maybe they're amongst us and they look like us. and Or they can at least you know, amalgamate themselves. Yeah, shapeshift. Yeah. But that's what he said. I watched the interview. I was so disappointed. Yeah. I was like, oh, George Knapp, he's going to get to the bottom of it. That's yeah. all we got. That's all we got. But we have to be transparent. Doesn't support the narrative. Makes him seem a little cuckoo bananas a little bit. But I don't know that it like discounts him at all because they gave him shit loads of money. I just don't understand why he didn't go more into detail. That's what I'm saying. And he even says like, you could look at from various sources and like there's all this stuff. And I'm like, cool. Why don't you just tell us? Yeah, tell just us. Just tell us. And then tell us the sources that back it up. Well, the whistleblower was talking about the um, overlapping dimensions that might be like they're be. on our same earth but or plane or whatever, but yep. they're just at, or they're on the earth, but they're on a plane that we're not we can't see. Um, and that to me like was interesting because I know there's always been speculation of paranormal stuff like like ghosts and demons and stuff yes. being related to alien stuff. And I mean, if there there's some people that can see more, see other, you know, see their claim to see like through different dimensions that are overlapping and that's like the ghost world or whatever. And like most of us can't see it. So we're like, okay, whatever. Um, so that's one thing. But then the other thing is like, if you look into UFO lore, which I, you know, have dug down a rabbit hole or two before, a little bit. but there's different alien civilizations. It's not just like one species. There's, 
shape shifting that they say and yeah. this is not me but yeah, like this is like the grays they the reptilians. Say, like, yeah so the reptilian ones are the ones that can shape shift and they try to get jobs in media <laughs> like that's the one where that's and so favorite. like conspiracy people are always trying to like like catch them like shape shifting on tv and stuff yeah. but i saw I beyonce's think, eyes do that a couple times see so I think that's the one that, like, <laughs> if you're going to allude to shape-shifting or whatever, I think it's, like, there's different s- species of aliens that people have talked about throughout UFO history. Yes. Um, it, and there's a rule, too. Like, if they can't be filmed unless your elbow gets bumped while you're filming them, and then, like, the fucking... So you see their eyes start to move, but then, like, you're, you're the camera dips out of frame completely, goes to the floor, and then goes back up to them. Yeah, yeah. That's the rule. That's the rule. It's in their writer. So tell me about it. And, and by the way, whoever's filming it is so fucking nervous that they're seeing a lizard for the first time. <laughs> they're shaking nonstop. They can't stop shaking. Like, they're, like they're in... When we were in Sweden, when we went to the ice bar. Yeah. Shivering. So my one of my friends said that her friend was at a music concert, a music festival, and there was a girl that claimed to be an alien that she was talking to. And she's like, she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm an alien. She's like, yeah, right. And then she shapeshifted into something very uh, indistinguishable, like where... Like a coffee table? No, like something that we don't have never seen, indistinguishable. I've never seen someone turn into a coffee table. No, but like she turned into something that we've never seen before, so like I can't even explain. So then she said that she just did it really quickly and then turned back and was like, no one will believe you, basically. And then the girl was like, why do you even come here? And she said that it was like a vacation for them, Mm, you know? I was afraid of that. And then I asked my friend were there drugs at this festival and my friend said yes there were hell yes there so were. <laughs> t- take it as you will <laughs> so good so good that's incredible yeah you're welcome for that story by the way that's from the new york times yeah that's from the new york times <laughs> <laughs> that starts with the new york times um in case you were being a hater for a second yeah yeah <laughs> okay so check this out summer of 2020 um a New York Times reporter talks to Eric Davies or Davis, I'm sorry, an astrophysicist who worked as a subcontractor and then consultant for the Pentagon UFO program since 2007. And he says that in some cases, examination of the materials had so far failed to determine their source and led him to conclude we couldn't make it ourselves. Mm-hmm. So this is not Bob Lazar, not David Grosh, right? Mm-hmm. This is an astrophysicist who talked to the New York Times about this stuff, right? He also says he's briefed by many people in the U.S. government, including U.S. senators. So this is, again, 2020, three years before Mr. Grosch's claims last June. Mr. Davis, who now works for Aerospace Corporation, a defense contractor, said he gave a classified briefing to a defense department agency as recently as March about retrievals, quote, listen to me here, look at me from off-world vehicles not made on this earth. That was his briefing. And if you remember- And who is he? He is an aerospace uh, astrophysicist. Okay. Who worked as a subcontractor and then a consultant for the Pentagon UFO program. Okay. And now he works for a defense contractor. He says, these are off-world vehicles not made on this earth. I talked about this when this article came out from the New York Times in 2020 on this freaking show. Hey. So putting it all together is wild. Yeah. And 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 so that's okay. So you go back, you know, thirty years. Bob Lazar's saying, "Those craft here, we don't, we can't explain it. They told me they're from some star system. That might be a psyop. I don't know if they're fucking telling me the truth. Yeah. But they sure don't know how the hell they work because they brought me here to try to reverse engineer this shit. Yeah. And that's what everyone was trying to do. But they compartmentalized everything so much we couldn't talk to each other. Real science wasn't really being done. It was more like military fucking bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. So Mr. Davis, going back to today, subcontractor, he says he also gave classified briefings on retrievals of the unexplained objects to staff members of the Senate Armed Service Committee on October 21st, 2019, and to staff members of the Senate Intelligence Committee two days later. So it's not that crazy to see these Congress people coming out and believing Mr. Grouch because they've been briefed on this stuff in private. Mm-hmm. And you know, when whenever they say, like, I would like to talk to you, um, 
in like a play a different place about this they're talking about classified information so mr grosh people like the clown on him say why don't you just say he's saying shit that you know he's saying like he shit that he heard from somebody else most of it is he's saying he's heard shit from somebody else to protect his fucking ass yeah right like you don't want to come out there and say something that's classified you have to say it as hearsay so that you're not talking about classified information. And if you want to talk about classified information to Congress people, you have to, to take it aside. You can't do it in open hearing. Former Nevada Senator Harry Reid, who has long been talking about exploring UFOs, told the New York Times he believes the U.S. government has alien materials in its possession. And perhaps more disturbingly, he also believes the people in the private sector have these materials as well. He says, after looking into this, I came to the conclusion that there were reports, some were substantive, some not so substantive, that there were actual materials that the government and the private sector had in their possession, he told the Times. I believe that. Are you ready to hear the correction? Sure. An earlier version of this article inaccurately rendered remarks attributed to Harry Reid, the retired Senate Majority Leader from Nevada. Mr. Reid said he believed that crashes of objects of unknown origin may have occurred, and that retrieved ma- uh, materials should be studied. He did not say that crashes had occurred and that retrieved materials had been studied secretly for decades. That's quite a different story. Right? Um, isn't that funny, though? The sensationalist one is the one that went everywhere. The correction, nobody picked up on. Yeah, but also, is it a save-your-ass correction? Well, that's the big thing, right? That's yeah. the, big, the big quandary. But the correction was made, and all we can do is speculate. I'm always going to play devil's advocate, whether it's for the skeptics or for the believers. And but let's be real. You and me are going to go for the believers. Well, here, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of weird shit, and I don't like when there's a, a whole bunch of secrecy around it. It's so suspect. I also don't like... I don't trust the CIA at all. So if that makes me uh, a conspiracy theorist at all, like go for it because there's just a whole operation they did where was Operation Paperclip where they wanted everything the American public to believe to be false or Mockingbird, uh, Mockingbird, like Mockingbird? Yes. yeah, Mockingbird, Operation Mockingbird. Paperclip was more serious than that. Paperclip was like they tried to nuke the fucking atmosphere or some shit. Okay, I'm thinking about Project Mockingbird where they literally <laughs> said they they. Their whole point was to make the American public yes. believe things then, that weren't true. You know, if you turn on the TV today, it's a bunch of ex-CIA, FBI guys like on TV. Yeah, but that's conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what Nikki just said is conspiracy. Did you theory. watch Skin Skinwalker Ranch? I tried to, but I fell asleep. Yeah, I didn't watch the very end of it, but um, I <laughs> I watched most of the last episode, and they so first of all they found there was like materials that they've never seen before it was like aluminum picture like aluminum foil like very thin aluminum foil looking material but if you crinkle it it just goes right back to its original form Mm. and you can't like burn it penetrate it you can't rip it like can't do anything with it but it just like it's like in indestructible right and then so that's so that's weird what the videos of this yeah nice and then um there was there was this balloon that they sent up because um, there's a lot of weird shit that goes on in this area. I mean, there's a lot to explain. There, go watch Scaremonger Ranch. They did a whole like different seasons of it and stuff too. But it's this place that in Utah that keeps getting investigated because all this weird shit happens there, like alien shit and like weird, just weird paranormal shit. Like they think like shapeshifter shit. Um, lots of stories, and that there's like native tribes that have lived there forever and they like have a bunch of stories of of crafts coming out of the mesa like not just Mm. like under or whatever but actually goes into the mesa and like comes out of the mesa and then they got that on video of like whole formations coming out of a craft comes out and then it splits it in different formations so that's weird and then they're like okay well what's let's dig into the mesa so they take this huge drill and it hits something and they can't penetrate it and like they go like forever they're drilling forever 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 and can't penetrate it take the drill out and the drill looks like it hasn't even been touched oh like it has no wear or tear on it at all and so then they did these like i don't forget what they're called like sonogram i don't know i forget what they're called like infrared 
type of thing to see what was in the ground. Um, and there's like a whole like a whole like metal tunnel system. And this would have happened. This has been untouched for thousands of years, or at least a thousand years. So there's like this whole huge like f- huge football double football field size uh, tunnel systems with rooms attached to each one and it's all like within there and they can't get in there okay rest easy shit they don't tell you listeners we will investigate this they sent a weather balloon up and it it crashed no it came came back with their time being uh half a second or a quarter second i can't remember but uh it might have been a quarter second into the future which like it was a half yeah quarter second delay which albert einstein and a bunch of other notable scientists said that that it could be the sign of a wormhole Mm. and like that's never been seen before that's like unprecedented that clearly like that because that's that's a a really big chunk of time brown with einstein sent you know einstein into the into the future the dog yeah and then with a clock around his neck, same kind of jam. Yeah, exactly. So that happened at Skinwalker Ranch. Wow. Oh, there's a lot of weird shit there. And like the whole, like the mayor and everyone's and all the politicians and everyone's around. And everyone that they hired has like continued to have a vested interest in it. Love it. We're going to look into this we'll, and yeah. we will report it but to all of materials, you. But the materials, I was just thinking about how like the, the aluminum that like doesn't crinkle and stuff. Yeah. What do you think about? You know, so so zooming out on this particular topic, right? Mm-hmm. Bob Lazar just completely makes up a story. That's what people allege. He dummied the, his credentials. He would never worked at Los Alamos. They never had any fucking um, confirmation that he was at anywhere that he said he was. Yeah. Um, but if you remember, he actually told everyone about Area 51 before it was ever acknowledged. Yeah, he's the reason people know about Area 51. Correct. Also, when he went there and filmed with a camera... At Los the, Alamos. At Los Alamos, the janitor knew who he was. Uh, everyone knew who he everyone was. Everyone knew who he was. Per George Knapp. He said that everyone knew who he was, and Bob knew exactly where the hell he was going in the facility. He knew where everything was. And they actually found his name on the phone records list, like... Like he had worked there. Yeah. Like almost like he had worked there. Right. Yeah. So what does that say? It means that they. They scrubbed him. They do. Exactly. They scrubbed him. So to like just pretend like this doesn't exist. Like how you can just write someone off and say, see, they're not credible because they never worked there. Actually, it was debunked and blah, blah, blah. Debunked. Like as if this shit doesn't happen. I know. As if that like that's the most basic shit that they can do to cover up something (laughs) like and you just don't believe that they can do it. Yeah, but the fact that he went back there and they were all acknowledging him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like clearly like some crazy guy. Clearly he worked there. Yeah. But people don't believe that the government will scrub records or whatever. Yeah. Like, I just think there's way too much trust people out there. People don't believe that the government will cover something up. That's yeah. the wildest thing. That's the wildest thing wildest to me. Thing. They literally get called out for covering shit up all the time. All the time. And yet everyone just goes, well, they stopped doing that. Or they go. It's oh, like the CIA is good guys now. No, actually the CIA <laughs> said that wasn't true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like, like oh wow really we had nothing to do with kennedy we can't release all the files about it you got to trust us and also why don't you trust us yeah we need to gaslight you for a while exactly why aren't you trusting us you guys are not very trustworthy actually um a kind husband abusive a husband gets caught with titties on his phone and he's like why don't you fucking trust me yeah oh i mean that was from an old thing and yeah that, those, do are that titties, those are your titties babe those are your titties babe you don't need to see him because you you trust me, right? Okay. So now Bob Bobazar also says, again, thirty years ago, that there are back engineering UFO programs, mm-hmm. and he was part of one of them, and that they're in possession of many many craft. That's something that has now been confirmed by a top U.S. intelligence official, and and no one's like. Yeah, where's, hey, the vindic- for Bob. When's the vindic- where's the vindication? <laughs> hey, good for Bob. He made that shit up 30 years ago. What a fucking idiot. Yeah. And, but he, I guess a broken watch is right many times a day. Yeah, many times. Many, many That's times. That's the same. Yep. He also, you know, described gravity waves as the method they use to travel at amazing speeds. And I think that that is consistent with what we have seen with these videos that have come out. Like, like you got the Tic Tac UFO. David Fravor sees it. He says, all of a sudden, 
you know, it's gone and then it travels 90 miles away and it's just immediately there. Mm-hmm. And how the hell is that possible? Like for anything that exists right now. So Bob is always talking about shit that, you know, this is more, you know, I'm stretching a little bit here, obviously. Mm-hmm. But to me, this just sort of like, it's another thing where it's like, yeah, Bob Lazar was saying this stuff was possible like 30 years ago. Right. And everyone says he's a quack job. Mm-hmm. Like attention whore quack job. So hopefully, you know, people open their minds to this topic a little bit more, even though, you know, it's being acknowledged more than I've ever seen it be acknowledged ever. But like I said, the smears have come in. Mr. Grouch, his his intelligence, his sanity is being questioned. But don't don't you think <clears throat> that so? There's two skeptics in me. So one, there's the one that's like, I don't fucking trust the government. Blah blah blah. So like, yeah, if they're trying to say like aliens ain't real, then then they're real, right? But and look at all this evidence. But then I also don't trust the government that like. How do we know this isn't just controlled opposition? Yeah, they're not trying to get to the bottom of it. They're trying to portray something, and they're they're putting it out there, right? Like as like if you have a controlled opposition, it's like helping promote the same agenda, basically. Of yeah. like of like, what if they're gonna ha- introduce aliens, quote unquote, <laughs> to the world to bring us to together? To unite under, I don't know, a Project new a new world order Project of Bluebeam. a one world government. Talk about another CIA program, Project Bluebeam, like where they were going to fake a UFO attack and alien landing, yeah, in order to influence the public. That's exactly it. Like, so how do we know that that's not going to happen? And the, the, I mean, it seems to be talked about way more in the mainstream right now. The CNN did a live stream of this on YouTube. Like you could watch them talking about all this alien stuff. So clearly they're not trying to sweep it under the rug anymore and go like, that's not real, that's not real, that's not real. They're actually like entertaining the notions of this and putting it in the spotlight. And so whenever that happens, I'm like, why are they letting it go onto mainstream media? And it feels like a little bit of controlled opposition maybe where they're going to then say, okay, you got us, aliens is real, and then they release fake aliens. Well, if you look, being any somewhat familiar with disinformation campaigns, one of the biggest moves that they do is they do two truths and a lie. So they'll give you, you know, a piece of a story that's true, and they'll give you some bullshit about a story. So you go report on it, and then yeah, you had some of the truth, but now it all seems like bullshit because you said it, and and you reported the false thing, and they're able to debunk the shit out of you, and now you you're the person who reported the false thing. So even though you reported the true thing, it seems like bullshit. Which mm-hmm. is why if you watch Independence Day, one of my favorite actors, Brent Spiner, Star Trek Data, let's go shout out. He's the the mad scientist at Area Fifty One. And remember, the president says, we don't have anything like that. And they go, actually, sir, it's not exactly true. And if you zoom a little bit uh, forward in time, Barack Obama takes presidency. And guess what the first thing he asks for is? He says, tell me about the alien situation. And you know what he says? He says, I sent some people to look into it. And it turns out, not the case. But here we are now in 2023. And that is not that not the case is not looking so good. Every president has asked about aliens since I mean Bill Clinton, Clinton asked. Yep. Clinton was the first that I'm aware of that the, in the in the modern era. Yeah, Eisenhower. There's a lot of reports about Eisenhower mm-hmm. and having actually had some kind of contact with whoever the fuck it is. Yeah. This ancient species, or well, because they wanted to stop the nuclear potentially. Yeah, but yeah, we the, don't know. that's the story. That's the I'm story. just saying the story. Yeah. Um, but in the modern era, Clinton was the first one. He's like, I, I came in, I said, what's up with aliens? And they said, it's good Clinton. And they said, Oh, we, we, you know, we looked into it where there's nothing. There ain't nothing. Yeah. All of the presidents say that. Right. Donald Trump wanted to reignite the space program. Yeah. But Donald Trump, you know, what's funny about Trump? He'll tell you everything. (laughs) He'll tell you everything. He's like, he's like, we, you know why we go to the wars? We take the oil. We take the oil. We take it. But then guess what he says on aliens? I'm not a big alien guy. You know what that tells me? They just didn't tell him. <laughs> yeah. They didn't tell him shit. They didn't trust him. Or he's just they're not like, a big, not or he's him. just not interested. He's or not yeah, a big they alien told him guy. And he's like, I'm not a big alien guy. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're like, sir, we're with all the intelligence communities. He's like, I'm not a big alien guy. <laughs> yeah, look, I hear what you're saying. I'm just not a big into it. I'm not into it. You know, you didn't really do a good Obama impression. Can you go back and tell me what Obama uh, said about it? Uh, well, mm, uh, that's all I got. I can't, <laughs> yeah, 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 I can't talk. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank yeah, you can't talk. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I can't talk. We have and then, uh, and then seen w, alien. You know, you know, sometimes <laughs> you know George Bush sometimes so, <laughs> you know, I asked you you know Iraq <laughs> yeah that's all I got that's good you did thank good you. thank you I like it I appreciate the president impression thank you <laughs> working on it who do you think my next impression is going to be <laughs> I don't I Robert F. Kennedy <laughs> I don't think I could do it because yeah. it's too mean yeah because he hates his own voice because it's all constricty cause yeah of, yeah because of mental, the thing yeah but then, you know, Biden, I would need like probably like 16 feet of square, 16 square feet because I'd have to do physical comedy or if you, I want to do a yeah, good impression. Yeah, you just go ahead and take a nap. Yeah, no, I, well, I'd trip and fall for sure. And then take a fall nap. Fall down some stairs and take a nap, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say it to people. I'm like, you know, Trump was one of our funniest presidents, like like when he says things. Yeah. And Biden's probably the funniest physical comedian we've ever had. I actually continuously forget who's president because of <laughs> Biden being president. I continuously forget that he's yeah. actually the president. But and he's is, been president for like four years. This is as political as we get. It's surfacey, no, yeah. jokey. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I don't like politics at We're all. We're not into it at but all. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll discuss like topics, but I yeah. don't really do <clears throat> party politics. But yeah. um, no, I genuinely just fucking forget that he. I know is the president well, i mean because you know donald trump was so splashy he was so like he was everywhere and everyone's talking about him all the time they still are and yeah exactly and so that's why i always forget that like there's that biden's the president i mean i hear people and they talk about him like falling over and stuff all the time and like you know different parts like i've his- never seen a man fall upstairs that's that's one of the first <laughs> falling upstairs is crazy. I've seen guys fall downstairs my whole life. And his like lifts on his or he had like tap shoes on or something like that. I definitely had yeah, he definitely had some some Fred some Munster shoes. some Herman Munsters. I don't on. really know. I just see the memes on Twitter. I don't same. Yeah. I don't know what's real. I don't keep up with stuff. But um, I will say that a meme is real. The meme is definitely real. <laughs> and there are many uh species of memes because of the meme farmers exactly. cross pollinating memes. We got the grays. Are you talking about alien species? No, I'm talking about the memes. Oh. The species. The grays. Yep. The Palladians. Exactly. Reptilians. <laughs> Thank you. Um, those are all the different species of memes. Yeah. Those are all the meme species. Yep. That's all. Yeah. And that's all the time we have for today. So thanks for listening. Um, we believe Bob Bazaar. Deal with it. We've been Bob Bazaar. And suck it. Fa- yeah. Suck it hard. Suck it as hard as you can. Literally suck it so hard. Yeah. We don't care. <laughs> I made Steve a shirt like one of so all like I don't know it was like the early years of our relationship first two years yeah, yeah I made him a shirt with Bob Lazar on it this, this is, is I believe I Bob believe Lazar. Bob Lazar it's my favorite I love that shirt I love that shirt yeah it's great she's the best anyway check out our Patreon if you want to support the show we really appreciate you and thanks for watching and sharing with your friends patreon.com slash sticky s-t-i-k-k-i I'll leave the link in the description and you get uh, the show a day early I do Crypto Corner every Tuesday night 7pm Pacific Standard Time we go deep on the crypto markets and and really just supports the show nothing supports the show more we appreciate you guys so much good night we'll see you next time bye 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 bye